0: that would be perpetuating this idea of romantic love that when we get married we're gonna live happily ever after that everything is gonna be rainbows and puppies and that's what marriage should look like and it's only our marriage that is wrong because then when we believe that myth in what we see in disney fairy tales that all of a sudden brings this marital dissatisfaction because we feel like I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week we're gonna talk about three ways to guard your marriage. Let's jump right in. Okay, number one, we want to keep it private. Now, what does that mean? That means we want to be careful who we share things with. Now, I've talked about this on other episodes, but in case you haven't heard it, ladies, in case you haven't heard it, we cannot just be talking about our marriage issues to any old person out there that might want to sit and hear the juicy details. And I know part of that you guys might understand because I definitely recognize that For the most part, in our marriages, we keep all these issues inside and we don't talk to people because maybe we don't want people to know our business or we talk to people, but we then choose the wrong people to talk to. So maybe your auntie or your mom or your sister isn't necessarily the best person to be sharing with knowing who in your circle. You can share with is gonna be really crucial because you want somebody who is a not just going to yes you to death and say yes girl you're right yes you should do no way how dare he do this somebody needs to be an honest person for both you and your husband you need an impartial person and There's many times that you can have a friend who's going to be impartial. There's many people out there, whether that be a friend or a counselor or a marriage coach. For me, I have my best friend and I know she loves me and she, she will have my back no matter what. But she loves me so much that she will tell me if I should have reacted differently or done something differently. There's other people in my life who just say, "Yay, I'm great all the time. And don't give me that honest feedback. There's also other people in my life that if I share something upsetting that my husband has done, they will go ahead and be like, oh no, how dare he? And they will kind of jump on that train. So it then becomes more of a husband bashing thing. And this is what we don't want to do. So when I say keep it private, I mean, you're going to want to have a very small circle of people that you can trust and share with really people that will help you not just lift you up and help you to be empowered in your own marriage, but also help you to understand maybe when you didn't do the right thing or say the right thing, somebody who's going to give you that tough love but whatever you do that circle should be very very small you really want to keep that stuff private i also want to note going back to what i was saying about the fact that we don't share about the our struggles in marriage i think it is okay to normalize that we everybody goes through things in marriage i mean here i am i have this podcast i coach women i have a marriage course and i'm very open about the fact that my husband and i do still struggle with things in our marriage from time to time now we have come so far from where we were but i don't sit here and pretend like we never have a disagreement that would be lying and that would be perpetuating this idea of romantic love that when we get married, we're going to live happily ever after. That when we get married, everything is going to be rainbows and puppies. And that's what marriage should look like. And it's only our marriage that is wrong. Because then what happens is when we believe that myth in marriage, when we believe that myth of the rom-com, when we believe that myth in like what we see in Disney fairy tales, that all of a sudden brings this marital dissatisfaction because we feel like, well, what's the point? My marriage shouldn't be this much work. So I feel it's really important to help you guys to understand that while we shouldn't be telling everybody our business, especially when we're in the midst of something, we should be able to be open about there being struggles in marriage. Certainly as a Christian community, we pretend and paint this picture that everybody has these happy marriages. And I don't think that that is healthy. I think if we can share from a place of victory, so something maybe that you've come through already in your marriage versus something that you're in the midst of processing, that helps other couples, maybe younger couples, where couples who have been married for less time, that helps them to understand a little better. It helps us to mentor the younger generation, mentor other people who maybe have not been married for so long. So you definitely want to make that point and have you keep that in mind. Number two way that you can guard your marriage is to watch your text messages and phone calls. I know this may sound weird, but this is really, really important. And this was something that I was so happy to implement in our marriage. I never really even thought about it for many years. Uh, I never really thought about the fact that like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal if I text another man. I just didn't think about it, and I didn't think about it because I didn't have any, you know, plans, you know, or any intentions with that other person, and I didn't certainly think that he had any intentions with me. So, so often we do those things without really giving it a second thought because those are not our original intentions well i want to help you guys to understand that even though they may not be your original intentions what you want to do is safeguard your marriage when we're talking about safeguarding our marriage it is against two things one against temptation so you may not have those intentions now but you don't want them to develop into something later So you want to save yourself from temptation, but you also want to save yourself from the little whispers and the idea that other people might get that there would be something going on in your marriage. So what do I mean by this? This means for me, this looks like if I have to send a text message to a man, whether he's married or not, certainly if he's married, but you know, he, he could be single, whatever. If I have to send a text message to a man, I would always make sure to either A include his wife or B include my husband on the text. And the reason why I would do that is for accountability. I wanted to make sure that there was no reason really that why I would be texting this man, just him and myself. And that practice has really done well for me. It has really helped me out just in all my dealings, even with parents at school. So let's say my son wants to go on a play date. Well, now he's nine, so he calls it a dude hang. Like they can't say play dates anymore, but let's say my son wants to hang out with one of his friends and I need to reach out to the parent. Well, if we're reaching out to the mom, my husband and I have this understanding that I will reach out to the mom. Or if we need to reach out to the dad, I pretty much have my husband reach out to the dad. If for whatever reason, I need to reach out to or my husband needs to reach out to the parent of the opposite sex we include the other person on there so I if I have to text the dad for whatever reason and usually I don't even have his number but if I have to text him for whatever reason I'll loop my husband in to that text and vice versa so maybe he's not gonna be there but I have to do the pickup something like that I will loop him in and why is this because I don't want there to be any reason for me to be texting another man or any reason for me to be texting somebody else's husband. Now, again, it might be seemingly innocent, but how do I know? How do we know? How does his wife know? Or how does my husband know that that doesn't turn into something later? So by doing little things like this, I think for myself really helps me to feel comfortable in that area. But it also helps the other women in my life feel comfortable in that area. Another example for me is when as a real estate agent, when I would be texting clients, if I'm working with a couple, I would be sure to include both the husband and the wife in the conversation if I needed to include the husband at all. If not, it would just be the wife and myself. But if I needed to include the husband or my initial contact was with the husband, I would always loop his wife in. And I would say it as this, I'm going to loop in your wife. So we're all on the same page, but doing things like that has made my clients, made The wives feel very comfortable. They don't have to be like, oh, well, you're texting the real estate agent again, or oh, you're texting Beatrice again. And I've had conversations with them about this, and I've had clients actually mention to me how that really made them feel more at ease. So it's not just for yourself and your own marriage, but it's for the other people around you to really make them feel at ease, for people to understand that my marriage is strong. We're not letting any anybody come in here and infiltrate what we have going on another example would be texting your friend's husband now if you have friends that you've been friends with for years you might know their husband right you their husband might be one of your friends he might be part of your group of friends but one thing I never ever do is text my friend's husband without them on the text if i'm texting my friend's husband again i loop them in or if it's a surprise like their friend's husband he's trying to plan a surprise for his wife and it wouldn't be appropriate in that case to include her on the text then i'll go ahead and i'll include my husband on the text. So we're all planning the surprise, but I make sure I do that again so that my friends understand. And I've told them straight out, girl, I have no reason to be texting your husband without you on there. And they kind of laugh it off, but it's true. And even though they may not say it, I really think that they appreciate that. Actually, some of them have told me they appreciate that because some of them have told me, yeah, cause so-and-so she actually does text my husband sometimes. And it's a little weird. Now, what happens where it's not appropriate to loop your husband in or loop the wife in on the conversation, maybe because it's something for business or whatever, and it's not always appropriate really, right? My husband doesn't need to be getting all my business related texts. So what I do in that case is I keep it brief, just strictly talking about business. I try to keep it during regular business hours. I'm not texting some dude about business at nine o'clock at night, just little things like that. So that if anyone was ever to pick up my phone and scroll through my messages, there would be no question there would be no oh this looks a little weird or that looks a little weird and that is a way i have found especially with the rise in social media this is a practice that i had started way before uh social media and instant messenger and facebook and instagram and all those things this was a practice i had started many years ago and it has really helped in our marriage so it's one of those things where i don't ever really feel the need to check my husband's phone? And if I did, that's what I would find and vice versa. That is something that we just don't need to worry about. So it really brings a sense of security to our marriage for the both of us. Do you wish there was a way to enjoy the happy and connected marriage you expected to have when you said I do? Or maybe a way to feel cherished and sexy and understood by your husband? Or a way to feel like he's more than just a roommate or a co-parent? Listen, I know what it feels like to look at him and think, I love him. He's a good man. I just kind of hate our marriage right now. Or to look at other marriages and wonder, why can't mine be more like that? Or explore all the resources for Christian couples, but feel forgotten because they make the assumption that he's going to participate. He's going to read the book or try the course or that he's even a Christian. Or trying to ask in every possible way, but still feeling like he just refuses to listen to me. Or the worst, feeling like I was trapped in a loveless marriage. Guess what? That's why I created the Grace Fueled Marriage Method, where I teach you to stop fighting with your husband without feeling guilty for expressing your needs. You'll be able to communicate with him in a way that's loving but doesn't leave you feeling like a doormat. You'll get the exact formula to communicate in a way that you actually understand each other, and you'll be able to rediscover your friendship and passion all over again. So if you're ready to feel excited when your husband comes home at the end of the day and and feel like you finally have the marriage of your dreams? Three, two, one, go run over to the Gracefields Marriage Method dot gra dot com. So you can have a marriage where you stop fighting and finally get your needs met. Number three, last one. I want you guys to prioritize your friendship. Prioritize your friendship, and I talked a lot about this in in last week's episode. But this is really for so much. When you guys started dating, when you first met each other, what did you do? You took time to get to know each other. You took time to just spend alone time together, and I get it. We're married. Maybe there's kids and there's not so much time to do that stuff, but you really prioritize that friendship. That's how you basically fell in love. It wasn't just because like, oh, it's love at first sight. He's hot. And like, there it is. No, you actually took time for those things. And that's something that we forget to do in marriage. We forget to take that time because the realities of life just kind of get us swept away and it's okay. We get it. That's going to happen, but it becomes something that we have to be intentional about. That's what I mean by we have to prioritize it. And I'm not just talking about date night. Date night is great. Yes, prioritize date night, but it's also prioritize. When I say getting to know him, because I hear this, a lot too well we've been together for 20 years what else is there to know you would be surprised my husband and i have been together for 20 years what else is there for me to know but i actually now and i didn't always do this this is why i bring it up now i take the time to be like hey babe so how was your day how was that project how was this how was that or he works from home so i hear him frustrated on calls all the time and i might come in and be like Oh man, so you okay? How is that? You know, how did that conversation go or what's stressing you out here? And I give him the opportunity to talk to me and vent. We have really become best friends in that way. That I just I got to know everything about his life, what's going on with him and all his the inner workings of his life and vice versa. And I know that that's a Different thing for us because we both work from home, so we're in close proximity. But even when we weren't both in the same building and we weren't both working from home, we would do things like send each other funny text messages all day. And it, again, this is not taking so much time out of our day, but just little things to let him know, hey, i was thinking about you, or hey, I miss you, or can't wait to see you, or whatever that is, but just so that he knows all day long, we are in some way, shape or form, we are connected. And obviously it's not perfect. There's going to be several days where we go several hours without speaking to each other, but we do always make sure to come back, check in and reconnect. Those are going to be three really important ways to guard your marriage, really build up your marriage and keep that marriage strong. So I hope that was helpful to you guys. And if you want to Know more about this. If you really want to get in and learn how you can build up the friendship in your marriage, really build up the intimacy in your marriage, really learn about each other, then what are you waiting for? Jump into grace fueled marriage method dot gr8.com. That's number eight. And you'll learn all about the method that I created to really help you have not just a marriage where you actually know how to communicate, you actually know how to resolve conflicts, but where you learn to build your intimacy and friendship. It is full, all-encompassing. I'm so proud of this thing that I've created and I really wish I had this thing 15 years ago, even before I got married. I love you guys and until next week. Hey love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value, in today's episode it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today this is really the best way you can thank me it helps me to get the word out to other women just like you see you next week